This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah and the Lowe's country. Welcome to the Call of the Mossy Sports Report, presented to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSEG. And now... We're part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Well, it's Saturday, March 29th. It's 63 degrees outside. It's sunny. It's, uh, you know, a little hazy. And uh, get out there and do something because later on today, we're going to have some rains coming in about. We're going to have some rains. We're going to have rain. We're not going to have rains. We're not raining in the horse here. We're, we're going to have some rain coming in uh, at 4 o'clock today. A little thunderstorms uh, coming through here, and it's going to, you know, drop the temperature a little. But, you know, once again, it's Saturday morning. We're here in Savannah, Georgia, talking local sports. And if you got anything to say, please, please give me a call at 912-920-4441. we got open phone lines. We want to hear what you want to have to say about your local team, your local uh, your local uh, player, uh, favorite sport. Give us a call. That's what it's all about. It's about you, the fan, the fanatic, about Savannah local sports. And that's what I am. I'm just a fan that's crazy about local sports, local golf, local tennis. Uh, uh, I mean, and, and another key thing is, Anything that's happening with sports, uh, any kind of racing or running event that you want to promote, that's what I'm here for. That's what it's all about. That's what this show's all about. And I'm called Demasi, and I'm glad you could join me. Whether you join me for five minutes, whether you join me for the full two hours, yes, we're here for two hours, from 9 until 11. And what can I tell you? It's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun doing this. And uh, the first hour, or once again, as I like to say, my first game is from 9 to 10. And we got a great lineup in that first hour. I'm going to go over the local sports uh, news here this week. I'm going to talk about the local high school games last week. In the second quarter, we'll have the Savannah Sanats, Director of Communications, Vincent Caffriero from the Savannah Sanats. He's going to tell us what's going over there, what's going to be happening at Grayson Stadium today. We have the Savannah Sanats. Fest, okay? It's the opening uh, week of Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. The Sand Nats will open up Thursday night. So we'll be talking to Vincent Caffriero about 9.15, 9.20, about what's happened over there at Grayson Stadium today. Then we're going to get a little to a little little mud run. You know, it's been a big craze here. And JCB put on a great event last year. They had the JCB mud run. It went to a great charity, and it's only three months away. And you have to get in there early if you want to pay the cheaper fee registration fee we're going to talk to the director the coordinator of the jc mud run roughly about 9 30 and that's meg alberson and then we'll close out the first hour with a little short segment talking about local sports ncaa basketball what do you want to talk about and we'll have the the, the young man that's running the show down there in the golden isle yes because we connect through the internet down there in brunswick where the espn coastal.com main studio is and that's pj zuko we'll be talking a little about ncaa basketball such a crazy year you gotta love it though and in the second hour Second game from 10 until 11. We're going to bring on the man that knows a lot about sports in this area. The columnist, Stephen Elmo Weeks, is going to let us know what's going on with the Dancing of the Stars uh, charity fundraiser for the Georgia Coastal uh, Chapter Alzheimer's 
Association. A lot of fun out there. Coach Scorn is Thursday night. He'll give us his perspective on that. We'll talk Bacon Park. We'll talk local high school golf. The man is a sports fanatic. And then we'll get into our second quarter with the Wetherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. This kid is a star. He's up there at Effingham County High School. Unbelievable track athlete, Tyjon Williams. And in the third quarter, the first hour, we'll bring on the man who's going to do a little dancing for the uh, Alzheimer's Association. He's going to be one of the stars at the uh, Dancing uh, of the Stars Georgia, Coastal Georgia fundraiser. And that's, of course, a Savannah himself, legendary Harlem Globetrotter, Beach Bulldog, Larry Gator Rivers, and then we'll close out this show. So if you got something to say, give us a call at 912-920-4441. If you got to leave the house, you can't listen to the radio, hey, go to ESPNCoastal.com. Uh, if you can, if you have a you know, laptop or some portable device that you can get it, and uh, even on your smartphone, and uh, click on the link to listen to the show. You can go to ESPN Radio app now and click on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head and listen to it on your smartphone. We also got TuneIn Radio, which you can go to 1400 WSEG and listen to us on your smartphone there, too. So we're all over the place. So uh, once again, listen to local sports, listen about local sports, and uh, let us know what you think about what's going on here in Savannah, Georgia with local sports or even in Hilton Head. Hey, Hilton Head, jump on. If you can hear me over there at the, uh, the, the great isle, island of Hilton Head, just give us a call, 920-441. All right, let's go to the scoreboard locally in baseball last night. FEM County Beast Clinic Academy 8-3. The Rebels are in first place in Region 3-5A. Islands High School beats Johnson 15-0. Richmond Hill 11. Jenkins 10. That's a heartbreak. And I'm telling you right now, Seth Gaspin's got the Warriors back on the warpath. Uh, it took him a little while, but he's getting it going. He's played some pretty good games against the top teams in that Region 3-5 area. Ware County, Richmond Hill. He's got FEM this week. Watch out for those Warriors. In boys soccer, Country Day beats Benedictine 4-1. Islands beats North Foresight 4-1. Windsor Forest, this is boys soccer, beats Bradwell 4-1. Jenkins beats Groves 8-1. And the Arts Academy beats Calvary 3-1. Effingham County beats New Hampstead 3-1. That's boys soccer. Girls soccer, Windsor Forest 4, Bradwell nothing. Jenkins 5, Groves nothing. Calvary 2, Savannah Arts Academy 2. We got a tie, I guess, in the shootout. Nobody, uh, nobody beat each other, okay? And boys tennis, we have the Coastal Empire Tennis Classic going on over at Bacon Park. Country Day 5, Calvary zip. Country Day 5, Richmond Hill zip. That's boys tennis and girls tennis. The uh, Lady Hornets split. Country Day 5, Calvary 0. Uh, Berrien 5, Country Day 0. High school lacrosse. Maris came down from Atlanta to go on BC last night. Maris beats the Cadets 13-4. The Cadets now are playing a lot of Georgia high school teams. Because if you know anything about lacrosse in this, in this state, most of the lacrosse programs are up there in the Atlanta area. They're trying to bring it down here in the south part or the southern part of the state, so let's hopefully they get it. And right now, over in the South Carolina High School Independent League, we got three teams playing over there. We got Savannah Christian. They're off to an 0-3 start. We got Savannah Lacrosse 0-3. And we got a new team, the Rinkin Lacrosse Program. They're 0-4. Okay, so that's locally. Oh, I got to get this out here. Okay, basketball. We had... The All-State teams presented the other day, and from Region 35A, the Player of the Year for Region for Class 5A, Jenkins. Uh, sorry, Evian County star Jakeenan Gant going on to Missouri, starting to let it tip to play Missouri. Jakeenan Gant, first team All-State, and the Player of the Year for Class 5A. Um, 
On the girls' side, second team from Effingham County was Keisha Lewis. She's only a ju junior. Honorable mentions for the boys, Malik Ben-Levy from Jenkins and Faith Sanders from Jenkins. That's 5A. In 4A, first team, Tiana Germain, who just signed with Kennesaw State, over 2,000 points in her career. She was first team. Honorable mention, Shandria Lovett from... Uh, South Effingham, and I think she's only a sophomore. In Class AA, uh, we had nobody. In Class 3A, second team, Chris Coakley from the high, Savannah High. In Class A, second team girls was Abigail Lewis, player of the week, Weatherington Chiropractic player of the week a couple of weeks ago. She's only a junior. And honorable mention went to Kalik Hughes of Calvary Day School in Class A. So that's our all-state basketball players on the college uh, front, Armstrong Atlantic Baseball is home against Francis Marion. They lost last night to Francis Marion. They'll play at 1 p.m. today. Savannah State is home with softball against Florida A&M, 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock uh, game times. Savannah State Baseball is at Bethune-Cookman. They'll play a doubleheader today at 1 and 4. And SCAD, we have the women's lacrosse program, the number one women's lacrosse program, taking on St. Andrew's Presbyterian in Laurenburg, North Carolina at 2.30. SCAD beat them 11-9 on uh, March 18th. They go 9-0, and so uh, they have a rematch right now, close game 11-9, and they're still number one in the National Women's Lacrosse League rankings. And SCAD Tennis is at Weber International in, at, in Babson Park, in Babson Park, Florida, and a time to be announced in, once again, Armstrong Atlantic State Tennis. The men are uh, ranked number six. The ladies are ranked number two. The ladies won again yesterday. They beat Concordia out of New York. PGA update, Brian Harmon. Is uh, tied for 16th at the Valero Texas Open. He shot a uh, 70 in the first round, 72. He's two under. Gene Sowers has this week off on the Champions Tour. Chris Everson and Tim O'Neill are at the Louisiana Open, presented by Natcher. Uh, Everson is tied for 27th at four under. O'Neill is tied for uh, 140th at uh, two over. Uh, Mark Silvers is playing on the um, Latin American NEC Tour, the Stella Arturis Open. Somewhere in then Fuego Maya. Okay, he's tied for seventy first at two over. If he made the cut, that is, is uh, about eleven o'clock last night. So once again, uh, that's the uh, local news, the scoreboard. Anything you want to talk about, give us a call nine one two nine two zero four 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 one. Remember, this show cannot be possible without my sponsor. Optum Orthopedics. They have 26 of the finest and best trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. They have a full service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care and they support our local athletes and our local sports. They're doctor-led and patient-focused. The center is located at 210 Eastern Avenue right here in lovely Savannah, Georgia. Or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optum that's O-P-T-I-M OptumHealth.com. Next up, we got a beautiful day uh, right now, so they're going to get that Savannah Sanet uh, Baseball Fest going on there at Grayson Stadium. We'll have the Director of Communications, Vincent Caffriero, talking about what's going on there at Grayson Stadium today. That's next up. We'll talk a little Sanet Baseball. The defending South Atlantic League champions open up Thursday, April 3rd, right here in Savannah, Georgia. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report, brought to you by... Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back 
to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play, and I love playing here every Saturday morning on ESPN Radio. AM 1400, 104.3 FM. I'm Carl Demasi. This is the Carl Demasi Sports Report presented to you by Optimal Orthopedics. And it's a beautiful Saturday right now. The sun's out. It's 63 degrees, and we got something special going on over at Grayson Stadium today. We're going to be talking about the Savannah Sandnets Fan Fest opener, okay? And remember, the season opener starts uh, April 3rd. That's Thursday. Thirsty Thursday over there at Grayson Stadium. And they got a lot lined up. And, uh, what other better way than to give you the information than go to the new director of communications for the Savannah Sandnets joining us here now on the ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400 104.3 FM hotline is Vincent Caffriero. Good morning, Vincent. Hey, good morning, Carl. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. It's Saturday morning. Hey, uh, Vin, you got some sun shining over there for that fan fest. You got to be excited about that. Oh, we do. It's starting to look nice over here. We're excited. Yeah, so, we got Fan know, Fest starting at 11 o'clock right here at Grayson Stadium. Um, we're over here on uh, 1401 East Victory Drive, for any of you who have not somehow wandered over to Grayson Stadium. And uh, we're looking to have a good time over here. Well, you know, Vincent, uh, you're the new uh, communications director, or director of communications for the Sandats. How did you wind up here in uh, good old Savannah, Georgia? Well, actually, I'm from the Tampa, Florida area. And um, I was actually with the Sandnets last year. I was the graphics manager, so I was sort of producing some of the collateral and all the kind of graphics you get to see. Um, and, yeah, I graduated from the University of South Florida, uh, Go Bulls, and here I am in Savannah now for my second season. It's ironic that you keep that green color in your attire when you come from the, uh, you know, South uh, Florida Bulls. I know it very well. I got uh, relatives down there in Tampa Bay and uh, great area, great, great sports area. And uh, so uh, now you moved up from the uh, graphic uh, guy to the uh, director of communications. It, it, it's got to be an exciting time over there. You're defending South Atlantic uh, League baseball champions and uh I mean, the Sandnets put on a great show, and like you're doing today, you got the Savannah Sandnets Fan Fest. It goes from 11 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Tell us what's going on there. I mean, what can people get? What what do they need to bring? There's a course to get in. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, it's free to get in, and as you said, we've got our home opener just around the corner next Thursday. Uh, we'll play Lakewood Blue Claws, and we'll open up the season, have Thirsty Thursday. Uh, but to celebrate that, we're having all the fans come over here to the stadium. Um, the first 1,000 fans will get uh, free hot dog, chips, and soft drinks, which you can't beat that. Um, and then we'll have some stadium tours, a nice uh, merchandise sale set up. And uh, we also have a 1,400 youth baseball doubleheader right here on the field. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Now, as far as those two games, uh, you got the, uh, let's go right here. You got the Savannah Heat taking on the Yellow Jackets at 11 15. Then you got a middle school game. You got Coastal Middle School Panthers taking on the Savannah Dogs. Is it going to be playable? I mean, if, I mean, we had a lot of rain last night. I mean, field playable? Oh, yeah. You know, we had some weather. So, um, you know, 11 15 was the scheduled start for the first game between the Savannah Heat and the Yellow Jackets. Um, you know, that could be delayed a bit. But, you know, the weather looks nice so far, and, you know, they're getting the field ready right now. And I'll tell you what, something real interesting about the Savannah Heat, um, they're going to be playing this game in memory of uh, Adam Newman, Jr., um, who was one of their uh, teammates. He suffered from cerebral palsy um, 
unfortunately. He passed away back in 2008, but this team is, has really stuck together, and they always do a game in his honor. So they'll be doing that right here on the field. That's the Savannah Heat. So that's something really special that uh, hopefully our fans can come and be a part of while they're it's, enjoying Fan Fest. It's just simply amazing how much sports brings the community together. We'll talk with Larry Gator Rivers later on about the Alzheimer, the uh, Georgia Coastal Alzheimer's Association uh, chapter here in Savannah, Georgia. It's just amazing how, uh, you know, Sports brings people together, and the Sand Nats are a big community uh, community team. And, and you know, people got to get out there and back these guys. And do you know any uh, idea when, when we're going to have those ball players up here and what's what's going on with uh, how they're going to look? And uh, Luis Luis Rojas comes back. Luis Rojas comes back. It, it sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, well, well we're excited excited to have manager Louis Rojas come back. Um, obviously, last year was amazing. The Sand Nats uh, won the title the first time in 17 years. Um, and he'll be back to to coach, so we have high hopes for that. As far as the roster, um, that's still not official, so there's not a lot there. Um, but I do kind of have an idea we're going to have a really good young team, um, somewhat like we did last year. So uh, fans that want to come out are definitely going to see a team that can compete, um, and we're excited. I mean, it is the only professional sport here in Savannah, Georgia, and that's the Savannah Sandats. They've been here for a long time. and uh, I mean, just great facilities. Now, I want to ask you, being part of the uh, the management team over there with John Katz, general manager, does a great time. I mean, just letting the high school teams come in there and play there. Tell us what you see in those high schools, those high school kid, those high school baseball players' faces when they come out there to play their games in such an historic uh, venue. You know, I think they're they're really kind of feel honored to be able to play on this field that has so much history on it. Um, you know, we've had uh, Calvary Day. Um, come here and play all of their home games here, um, aside for maybe a few tournaments on the road, but they're playing all their home games right here at Historic Grayson Stadium. And, you know, it's a big field, too, um, dimension-wise, so I think these high school players love to get out here and the kind of the vast expanses of uh, the outfield. But uh, we've seen a bunch of high schools come through here, a ton of talent um, on Calvary, uh, Islands High, and a whole bunch of others. And it's really a great way to kind of, the precursor of the season and these other young guys that'll come in here with the New York Mets organization and play with the Sand Nats. So it's just it's just a great opportunity. I know I took a team out there many years ago and they they reveled in the you know in the way it was set up, the atmosphere, great players coming through there. Now part of the minor league baseball is to promote promotions and uh, get the fans in there. What are the big promotions going to be this year? I know you got fireworks set up for the uh, opening night on April third. What else? What else you got going on? Oh, we've got a lot of stuff um, coming. We got our, of course, our famous Thirsty Thursday, which is brought to you by Budweiser, Miller Lite, and Coors Light. Um, half price small sodas and draft beers. Um, that's also presented by Connect Savannah. That's one of our fan favorites. They come out for Thirsty Thursday. Um, we'll have a lot of special events. We'll, we'll be doing Pink in the Park, which is uh, basically uh, for breast cancer awareness and research. Um, the guys wear pink jerseys, special pink jerseys, and uh, fans can actually uh, bid on the signed jerseys and win those and all the proceeds go to Susan G. Coleman for the Cure Coastal Georgia. That'll be on Saturday, May 17th. Uh, we've got a, a Nathan Nat bobblehead um, in <laughs> July, military appreciation in July. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff planned, uh, a lot of stuff to look forward to. We've got our Kroger Dollar Monday where tickets are just $1. Um, can't really beat that. Uh, and then, of course, we've got opening night coming up on Thursday. As you said, fireworks. Uh, the first 1,000 fans will actually get a free magnet schedule by Coca-Cola. But we're excited to kick off the season Thursday. 
I mean, it's so fan friendly over there, and you just gotta love uh, the, the group. Now, what about groups? I know you have group nights too. How do they go about getting involved in group nights? Bring their group out to uh, Grayson Stadium. Uh, well, I mean, we've got a ton of really awesome group packages, and uh, you know, I just. Ask anyone, just give us a call or visit com to check out all the options we've got. Uh, we really want to make it easy for you to bring a big group out, uh, especially with our picnics where uh, companies can actually get set up and we'll do all the hard work for you. If you've got a big group uh, in your company and you want to have your company outing here, we can feed you. We've got tons of really great ballpark food here. You can take in the game and... You know, that's just one of our many options. So definitely visit sandnats.com and you can learn all about that. Yeah, I mean, you got, you got birthday parties, you got little league teams running out there with the ball players for the national anthem, and you got local people singing the national anthem. Just a great job over there, uh, Vin, you and John Katz and the rest crew keep up the great work. I'm excited about it because I'm a baseball purist and there's nothing like sitting in that stadium watching the Sandnats play. So once again, if you got anything that you want the community to know, just let me know. Saturday mornings right here on ESPN Radio. We love the Sandnats. We love what you doing once again tell them again what's going on today from 11 a.m to 2:30. yeah fan fest 11 o'clock to 2:30, right here at historic grayson stadium first 1,000 fans will get a free hot dog chips and a drink and we got all kinds of stuff over here so come on down the weather's looking good and have a good time with saying that's get ready for thursday well then thanks for taking the time coming on i know you got to get out there and get everything ready keep up the great work and uh, as always go nats all right thanks for having me carl and that's Vincent Caffiero, the Director of Communications for the Savannah Sandnets. Once again, from 11, 11 o'clock to 2.30 at Grayson Stadium, we'll have the Savannah Sandnets Fan Fest. Opener is April 3rd. They're taking on the Lakewood Blue Claws out of Maryland at 7.05. You know, opening activities include the 2014, free 2014 magnet schedule. I have one on my refrigerator every year. Uh, to the first thousand families, you get in there. It's Thirsty Thursdays for all you guys that like, and gals that like to hang out there. It's always, always great because it's half price, uh, beverages. And, uh, once again, it's our only local professional team, the Savannah Sand Nats. Well, next up, we're going to talk a little about getting dirty. And it's a craze that's going on here in the United States. And that's mud runs. I've never done it. Don't know if I could do it. I'd probably get stuck in the mud somewhere. But once again, we'll have the director from JCB, the director of the JCB Mud Run, Meg Alberson, on next. She's waiting in the wings on the hotline. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG, and it's all part, it's all part, it's all part now of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's all alone. I'm glad you could join me for the Call Demasi Sports Report. Once again, it's all brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. I'm glad you could join me. It's uh, Saturday morning. It's beautiful outside. Get out there before the rains come, about 4 o'clock today. And, you know, if you do get out there and you get a little muddy, well, you can 
wash it off in the rain. But every year there's a big mud run here in Savannah, Georgia, and you got, you just got to love it because it's the biggest craze year now in the United States. People going over obstacles through the mud, through the water. I mean, going over obstacles, going over uh, cement trucks. Now I'm only joking, but she can tell us more about this. And to tell us more about what's coming up here in three months, and that's June 21st, we'll have the second JCB Mud Run. And joining us now on ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400 104.3 FM Hotline is the JCB Mud Run Coordinator, Meg Albertson. Good morning, Meg. Hey, Carl. How are you? Hey, I'm clean. I'm not dirty yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. and I mean, you got to be, uh, you know, getting the... Uh, the work set up the uh, program how are you going to do it and uh, I mean a lot of people got involved in it last year and uh, so tell us I mean we're three months away tell these people what a mud run is and why it's such a big craze here in the United States yeah sure first of all one quick correction this is actually our third annual JCB mud run so um, we've had three um, three years to figure out how to really get it right and we definitely have figured that out by now um, we think this is going to be our biggest one yet Mud Run is great because it's for kids of all ages. We have something for everybody. Um, plus, it gives you a license to get dirty, laugh at yourself with about 2,000 of your closest friends, and just have a great time. And you get to see all those pictures that are posted on all the uh, websites and Internet sites. It's, it's, really, it's really special. And uh, Are there any special requirements to participate? There, is there a, an age limit? Is there a gender? I mean, what's, what's the specifics so, about being part of this? Yeah, special requirements. Yep, there's a couple. You have to bring your sense of humor and your sense of adventure, um, maybe even a costume. But other than that, that that's about it. We, um, you know, you don't you don't have to be a runner. You don't have to be in shape. It's all about having fun. As far as an age requirement goes, we have a free mud dabbers for the little ones from ages one through seven. Obviously, wow. we need a parent or guardian to kind of hang with them and get a little money on that one. Mm-hmm. And then for the main mud run, it's for um, all kids ages 8 and up. And this year we have a, a mud um, grand masters run as an award, I guess I should say, for the 60-plus. Because we had a lot of uh, a lot of 60-plusers at the last year's race. So we're, we're doing a special award for the winner for that one this year. Now, now you know, you're talking about 60-year-olds, you're talking about one through five. How how long is the mud run? How far is the uh, how far is the mud run in? Is it considered a race or it's just go out there, have fun, and run through the mud? You know, um, it, it's 4.5 miles, which is pretty much where we've had it the last three years. Um, but we are changing up the course a little bit. We're going to have about 20 mu- um, obstacles over mud and sludge, and our little evil mud geniuses have been busy all year coming up with new obstacles, so there's going to be plenty of surprises. But, um, you know, you know the saying, round is a shape. Um, you, you don't have to be in shape. I think that's what's even the, the best part about a mud run. You can walk it. You can run it. You can do a little bit of both. It's all about having fun. It's about the mud. It's about the big party that we have there that goes on during the mud run and after the mud run so it's uh you know the, the goal is to raise money for the lady bamford center and for the community to come together and have a great time now last year you had teams and i saw on the website that you want teams to sign up if i can't be on a team how do runners get involved and how, how can they be part of this if they're not on a team well, we have a couple of options on that um this year we listened to what everyone said last year and said you know Six-person 
teams were really hard. So now this year we're just doing two-person teams. You definitely have to have a team because there are a couple of obstacles, especially if you're in one of the later waves, that there's tons of mud and goop all over it. So you're really going to need a partner to help you navigate it. Um, so if you don't have a partner, go to our Mud Run, JCB Mud Run Facebook page and post on there saying that you're looking for a partner. We had tons of people that found partners that way. Um, and you can post as many times as you want to. Um, and you have over just over three months. So you have plenty of time to start looking. Um, but de- definitely need um, need two people. And if you want to do more than two people, you know, you, it's a two-person team, but you can kind of glob together a couple of two-person team and make a, a big team if that's what you want to do this year. Now, do you limit the teams, uh, or you can have as many teams as you want? Do you limit it, or is there a cutoff so people know that they have to get up, they have to get online and register right away, or, or whoever comes can uh, can enjoy it? Yeah. Well, the first 100 people that sign up, or I think maybe 100 teams, rather, get to run in the first four waves, so they get to see the mud run first up. Um, we are limiting this year's mud run to 1,500 teams, so about 3,000 muddy runners. Um, so yeah, you, you know, definitely is going to be a party and a lot of fun. That said, if getting the full experience of the mud run is your goal, you're definitely going to want to ask to, to be kind of in one of the waves at the end because that's when everyone has sloshed over the mud and the <laughs> obstacles are a bit more of a challenge and it's a heck of a lot more fun. Now, I just heard you say that you you, you know you're limiting it to about three thousand people. How many people participated in the race last year? Or the run? We, yep, we had about 2,000 last year. So we figure since we are starting this up a little bit earlier and it's our third annual, um, I, we know lots of people have been talking about it. So our goal is to continue to increase the amount of people. We certainly have the capacity for it on the JCB campus. So, um, you know, like I said, our goal is to continue to raise money for the Lady Bamford Center. So we think the more the merrier. Well, yeah, I mean, I got a question for you. I mean, JCB makes the toughest, or they make some of the toughest construction equipment in the world. I mean, they're over there in England across the pond, as they'd like to say. Why does JCB want to get involved in something like this? You know, um, I I think the biggest thing about um, this is that we manufacture the toughest heavy equipment company uh, in the world, and we pretty much move earth for a living, so it really just makes sense for us to move a bunch of earth and create some crazy obstacles and share um, this fun experience with the community and um, raise the money for the LBC. Well, you just went into the perfect segue there, Meg. I'm Carl Demasi. You're listening to Carl Demasi Sports Report. I have Meg Alverson, the coordinator of JCP Mud Run. That's going to be held June 21st here in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, you know, all the benefits go to a good cause. Tell us about that cause. And, you know, I mean, JCB is worldwide. they they got plenty of funds. But everything that comes from this race goes to a great cause. Tell us about it. Absolutely. All the proceeds raised from the JCB Mud Run go to benefit the Liddy Banford Center for Early Childhood Development. And basically, it provides educational instruction and guidance in the social skill department for children from six weeks old to five years old. The center operates independently from all the public school systems and really strives to prepare children for kindergarten and elementary school. But the best part is that it is for children of homeless, low-income families, and those with physical, mental, or emotional difficulties that will receive priority admission.
It's just a great cause and uh, helping out the needy, which is unbelievable. And it's a great thing that JCB does for this community. And uh, all right, now if I want to register, how do I register? What's the cost and what's the time limit? You get it. So register. Go to www.jcbmudrun.com. Everything you need to know is right there. Um, if you register before May 11th, it's only $50 per person, so it's $100 a team. After that, it goes up to $55 a person, so you definitely want to go ahead and get in and register now. Something new that we're doing this year is that all, person, all military personnel can register at any time before the race, and it will stay a flat $50 per person or $100 per team. And we have a new MUD military award for an all-military team. If you don't want to get muddy but you want to come out and experience all the great fun, we also have a couple of options for you. So if you just want to come cheer on your friends, enjoy the party, um, laugh at a couple thousand muddy people, you can just come as a spectator. And for only $10, you can get a wrist bracelet and have all the food and drink and fusty beverages that you like. And I don't know anywhere that you can spend $10. Um, and, it's, again, it's a $10 donation to the LBC. Um, and get all the food and drink that you want and experience such a rockin' after party. Um, or you can be a volunteer, so we definitely also need volunteers. Well, Meg, I'm looking forward to it. It sounds like a f- lot of fun. Meg Albertson, the JCB Mud Run coordinator. Once again, go to jcbmudrun.com, get all the information, and uh, any you know, we get close to that race, just give me a holler, and we'll get back on here and do it again. And once again, yep. thank you for keeping everybody dirty. One quick thing I do want to mention, because we um, always try to get this out, and sometimes we don't get it out early enough. We love our four-legged friends, but unfortunately, due to the amount of activity and people and everything that's going on, no dogs are allowed. That that sounds good to me. I mean, you got all those people out there. I mean, it'd be a little kind of uh, hectic with the animals out there. So, once again, Meg, always a pleasure. Keep us updated and uh, look forward to the JCB. Sorry, and I do apologize. The third annual JCB Mud Run here, right here in Savannah, Georgia. Great. Thanks a lot, Carl. Have a good day, Megan. That's Meg Alverson. Once again, you want to find out more about the Mud Run? It's uh, a big craze here in the United States. The JCBMudrun.com, June 21st, starts at 8 a.m., $50 uh, per person, $100 per team uh, by uh, uh, May 11th. Registration ends June 18th at 11.59 p.m. Sign up. Uh, you want to find out more information, go to Fleet Feet's savannah.com they got that on their website too next up we'll wrap this up we're going to talk about hour number one we'll talk about the ncaa college basketball tournament local kids that got involved in it you're listening to the call of the monster sports report brought to you by optim orthopedics right here on espn radio am 1400 104.3 fm wscg and we're now part of the southern pigskin radio network And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'll call 
Demasi and you're listening to the Carl Demasi Sports Board every Saturday right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, Savannah, Georgia, and Hilton Head. And uh, we probably got about five minutes to go here, six minutes to go here in the uh, final quarter of my first game, nine until ten. And uh, I got to get into the NCAA basketball tournament. And my good buddy down there in uh, Brunswick, the producer of the show every week, PJ Zuko, is li- li- listening intently uh, because he's going to come on and give us an opinion. But I got to talk about the local flavor that was in this NCAA tournament. I mean, just just exciting watching the Mercer Bears, the Bears, with uh, Benedictine Cadet alumni Daniel Corsi and Jabri Bryan making a big impact. Daniel Corsi and Jabri Bryan, I mean, just great kids from here, Savannah, Georgia. The electricity that was ha- happening over there at Sea Wright Drive on the campus of Benedictine. And you know what? It's something special when you see local flavor. And then in Tennessee, you got Jordan McRae, senior out of uh, Liberty County High School, lives in Midway, Georgia. You know, him putting in 24 points last night. And, I mean, just watching him, hoping and praying that they could get the next round. But Michigan held on to beat him. And they were 11 seed. They played as... The three and out guys said, remember, every day, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6, we have the, the local radio show, 3 and Out Live. They talk about everything local here in, in the, the East Coast, or the, the part of Georgia that you know we can hear them talk about. And they're saying how the first games, the playing games, don't really count. Well, Jordan McRae had to win that game with his teammates to get into the dance. It counts. It's a game. It's part of the NCAA tournament. Sorry, guys. I disagree with you. Then on the girls' side, we had Cal State Northridge with Savannah Christian alum Randy Freeze. They got knocked out in the first round, but great to see her on TV. Alexis Parker from Calvary Day School and Prairie View on TV. I mean, obstacles because they were playing two of the powerhouses in the NCAA Division One Women's Basketball Tournament, Stanford and Connecticut. Just It's just so special to watch these kids play. And last night, great games on TV. I mean, Tennessee coming back, storming back, but losing by two to Michigan, 73-71. Connecticut and Iowa State, Connecticut, 81-76. Nobody at Connecticut doing anything. Kentucky and Louisville. Louisville defending national championships this year, Kentucky last year. Kentucky beating them 74-69. And, of course, Michigan State holding on to beat the number one team in the nation, Virginia, 61-59. So, as far as bracketology, my bracket's blown, but I don't care. It's a lot of fun watching this madness. P.J., Local flavor makes it something special, doesn't it, buddy? Most definitely. It was great. It was so awesome to see Mercer uh, win that game against Duke. Even I know Matt's a Duke fan. He, he was sad about that. But uh, it was so awesome to see them win that game. Just a little team out of Macon with some Savannah flavor, like you said. Uh, those guys definitely coming up big. Daniel Corsi, especially, 17 points in that game. They lose to Tennessee. But, I, I mean, hey, you got Tennessee making a deep run as well. They lose to Michigan. But either way, these all these guys made memories that are going to last forever. You just make it to the tournament, obviously that's going to last forever, but to get in there and win games uh, just makes it even more special when uh, things you can tell your grandkids about when you have them and whatnot. So just so awesome to uh, get that local flavor, like you said, in the tournament and, and see them winning games. I mean, you know, whenever there's somebody local involved in sports, whether it be basketball, baseball, Josh Reddick with the Oakland A's out of South Deffingham, and I remember Ben Patrick playing for the Cardinals in the Super Bowl, scoring a touchdown way back when, the Arizona Cardinals, four or five years ago. I mean, it just makes it special. Brian Harmon on the PGA Golf Tour, Gene Sowers, Chris Epperson, Mark Silvers. I mean, we can go on and on. If I leave anybody out, I apologize because there's so many of them. It makes it special. And, you know, we're getting down to the Final Four. It starts today, the last eight teams left the sweet uh the elite eight we got dayton the cinderella story this year 
Uh, Wichita State was the Cinderella story last year. Taking on Florida, that's at 609. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Arizona and Wisconsin, one and two, taking on each other, which is how the committee wants to see it. I'm going with Florida, and I'm going with Arizona. I just think they're two of the better teams here. They're both number one seeds. They're the only two number one seeds left, PJ. I'm going with Billy Donovan, the kid Donovan out of New York, and I'm taking the Arizona Wildcats out there in the desert. What do you think? Uh, I'll tell you what, I think Dayton is going to scare Florida. I think they're going to give him a scare, but I think Florida's going to pull out with a win. Scotty Wilbekin, uh, such a great leader. Patrick Young as well on that team for Florida. I think just too much firepower on their end, and they make it. But I think Dayton scares them, uh, puts a shock in them. But I think Wisconsin beats Arizona. I know Arizona has a lot of good players. They've been playing very well. They got a scare as well from San Diego State. But Wisconsin is playing <coughs> excuse me, really well right now. And one thing, one side of their game that's been so good is their offense. And being a Big Ten guy watching their games, their offense bores you. Most of the time, 90% of the games you, is a snooze fest because they're they're wasting time, they're burning it down, and then they're getting a shot late and they're playing good defense. But their offense has been really clicking, and I, I think uh, Arizona gets a scare in the last round. I think Wisconsin beats them, and then they match up with Florida in the Final Four. Oh, P.J. Zuko going against the coach. He's, he's taking Wisconsin. I'm taking Arizona. And, of course, I think Dayton, I mean, they just play with such such electricity, such up-tempo. It's going to give Florida a scare. But I think Florida has has the, uh, what do I want to say? There's not really any really underclassmen. It's, it's, it's a senior-led team that I think the experience takes over the Dayton Flyers. And, of course, I mean, Arizona, I just think they're a better, uh, a, a more controlled, more up-tempo team than Wisconsin. And if they get Wisconsin trying to play an up-tempo game, I think they'll beat them. So that's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If Arizona gets them running, then uh, that that definitely plays into their favor, and we'll have to see that Wisconsin D is very good, though. I mean, it's going to be a great game either way. And like you said about Florida, we've seen so we've seen that so much in this tournament, the senior leadership coming through. And I think you know you see all these one and dones. Kentucky finally getting it together here late in the season, but I think the senior leadership has really come through in this NCAA tournament. And frankly, to me. It, it's good to see. Yeah, I agree with you. And like you said, the other side of the story, Kentucky, a bunch of freshmen with John Calipari proving me wrong. Well, that's why I'm the coach because, you know, we have a lot of armchair quarterbacks out there. The coach sometimes is never that right. But uh, once again, we got our number two coming up of the Carl Demasi Sports Report. Our number two, game number two. We'll have the columnist, Stephen Elmo Weeks, at 10.05. We'll have the Wellington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week about 10.18. And we'll have the man that can do many tricks with the basketball, Larry Gator Rivers, Savannah and Harlem Globetrot. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. We're talking local sports. Listen to us at ESPNCoastal.com. Listen to us on TuneIn Radio. Listen to us on the ESPN Radio app. We're all over the place. Mass media, social internet. You just got to love it. We'll be back for hour number two. I'm called Demasi, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. 1400 and FM 104.3. 
This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah and the Low Country. Welcome to hour number two of the Call Demasi Sports Report, presented to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah AM fourteen hundred one hundred four point three FM WSCG, and now part of the Southern pigskin radio network and it's exciting time here in savannah georgia doing a lot of uh great things as far as local sports going on we get a lot of recognition and uh i'm telling you right now you got to just love what the local former high school athletes college athletes are doing here in savannah georgia and we want to talk about it give us a call at 920-4441 to talk about your favorite athlete, your favorite sport, something that's going on here in Savannah, Georgia, or across the United States that has to do with Savannah sports. Hour number two is all booked up. we got the columnist, Stephen Elmo Weeks, waiting on the line. We'll go to the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete Week, Tyjon Williams, about 10-17. Then we'll have a Savannian who made, him, made his name in high school, winning a state title with A.E. Beach High School. And then, of course, he made his name with the Harlem Globetrotters, legend Larry Gator Rivers, and now he'll be dancing with a uh, great cause, for a great cause, with Dancing Stars of Georgia for the Leukemia, uh, sorry, the Alzheimer's Association, the Georgia Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. We're excited about it. And to tell us more about this, waiting right now on the hotline, is the columnist herself on ESPN AM 1400 and 104.3 FM hotline, Stephen Weeks. Good morning, Stephen. Well, we don't have Stephen Weeks right now, so uh, let's go to the scoreboard. Okay, last night's action on the high school baseball field. Effingham County beat Glen Academy 8-3. Islands Beach Johnson 15-0. Richmond Hill Beach Jenkins 11-10. Boys Soccer, Boys Soccer, Savannah Country Day 4, BC 1. Islands 4, Northside 1. Winter Forest 4, Bradwell 1. Jenkins 8, Groves 1. Savannah Arts Academy 3, Calvary 1. Effingham County 3, New Hampstead 1. In Girls Soccer, okay, we had Winter Forest beating Bradwell 4-0. Jenkins beating Groves 5-0. And the Cavaliers of Calvary Day School tied Savannah Arts Academy, the Lady Panthers 2-2. We have a, the Coastal Empire Tennis Classic going on over there at Bacon Park. Country Day 5, Calvary 0. This is boys tennis. Savannah Country Day 5, Richmond Hill 0. In girls tennis, Savannah Country Day 5, Calvary 0. And Durian County 5, Savannah Country Day 0. So that's the local high school sports scene in Lacrosse. I left out Lacrosse. Maris came down and beat BC last night. 13-4. We also have other teams playing high school lacrosse over in the South Carolina High School Independent League. we got Savannah Christian, uh, Savannah Lacrosse, and Rican Lacrosse now is uh, right there. All right. Uh, we also uh, are taking calls. We have a caller right now. Well, he just hung up, so we'll come back. Hopefully he'll call us back. As far as high school basketball, we got a lot of recognition on the all State basketball teams, the Georgia All-State basketball teams. In 5A from Effingham County, Keenan Gant, who has signed to play at Missouri, was voted the 5A Player of the Year. On the girls' side, the Region 3 5A 
uh, player to get. Keisha Lewis made the second All-State team. Honorable mention, Ben Leek Levy from Jenkins and Faith Santas from Jenkins. In 4A, Tiana Germain from South Effingham, first team. She scored over 2,000 points. Her teammate, only a sophomore, Shandria Leverett, she was honorable mention. In 3A, second team, Chris Coakley. Okay, in Class A, first, uh, second team, girls state team, Abigail Lewis, and honorable mention, Kalik Hughes. As far as colleges go today, uh, the baseball game at Armstrong is still on. The Armstrong Atlantic State Pirates lost last night to Francis Marion. They'll be playing at 1 o'clock today. Softball at Savannah State. The times have been moved up. They're going to start the game at 12 o'clock. The Savannah State Lady Tigers take on Florida A&M at 12 o'clock. The second game to follow right after that. SSU Baseball is on the road in Florida at Bethune-Cookman. They'll be playing at 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. And now joining us on ESPN Radio AM 1400 and 104.3 FM Hotline, the man that has a plethora of knowledge about local sports. That's Stephen, the columnist, Elmo Weeks. What's up, Stephen? Good morning, Carl. Hey, it's Saturday morning. We're talking local sports. I'm glad you're taking the time again to come uh, join us and talk about this. And uh, you have a lot of knowledge of what's going on. And my first question to you, Stephen, is a lot of people want to know, because you've been following this story since day one, is Bacon Park going to remain 27 holes, or are they going to go back to the original 18-hole course layout? Well, Carl, that's a uh, that's a complicated question with a couple of different answers. Yes, they are going to restore the Donald Ross layout. I think uh, we announced last week that they had hired a top notch one of the one of the best uh, golf architects in the country, Richard Mandel, to oversee and manage the uh, restoration of the original Donald Ross layout. But you know, I've been told that they they would love to keep. Bacon Park as a 27-hole facility. The real problem is going to be whether or not the property can sustain 27 holes. It's a very the, the middle of that property, Carl, is a very low-lying area. It's also in the floodplain, and the city occasionally uses that <clears throat> the part of the property as a runoff when there's successive rain. So. It's a low-lying area to begin with, and then it's also occasionally flooded intentionally to uh, to help drainage in the city. So, honestly, it's not it's not an ideal place for a golf, you know, uh, nine holes of golf to be. But they would love to be able to say, "Yes, we'll have 27 holes." I think the 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 most honest answer I've heard is they just really don't know what's going to happen and whether they'll have 27 or. Or 18. There's also been other things proposed for the for the middle of that golf course, such as a like a par three executive course, a practice facility. I mean, there's you know, if we've learned anything about OC Welch and his team, they're creative and they're gonna they'll find a way to use it. But I don't know if it's gonna actually stay a 27 hole facility. Ah, well, we're going to wait and see, and I know you, you'll you have that news, uh, whether you come on and tell us here. You're, it's in the Savannah Morning News in your column every other week. Now, let's go to the, to the local flavor here. Brian Harmon is tied for 16th. He's only three off the lead at uh, two under. And, uh, I mean, we got some great young golfers here in Savannah, Georgia, too. So tell us, first of all, how you feel Brian Harmon is, where he is right now at the Valaro Open out there in Texas, and then some of the uh, local high school talent that you're, you're pretty impressed with. Yeah, Brian, Brian's playing a difficult golf course, and the scores will not be very low this week. You know, uh, in some cases, that might be a good thing. He, he, you know, you're not going to have to shoot 65 uh, this week. You know, that, your, your 
you know, your your uh, your scores are going to be in the in the upper 60s and low 70s. So that's that's good. I think, like we've said all along, you know, Brian's knocking on the door, and uh, it's probably a matter of time now. Once you start getting those top 20s, top 15s, and top 10s, you know, one of those one of these weeks, more putts will fall, and and uh, he'll he'll get there. But you know, I think it also should be we should also look at it from the perspective that. Uh, it doesn't. At this point, it might not matter as much that he wins as he keeps improving the world golf ranking, so he can get into major golf tournaments. So, if, even if he doesn't win, he needs to get in. He needs to uh, improve his world golf ranking enough that he could that he could creep up the number towards that top fifty, which would be get him into the major tournaments. I agree with you 100%. And we got some uh, other uh, young golfers in the area that hopefully someday we might see uh, them being close to or at least with Brian Harmon on the PGA Tour. And that's, you know, Harrison Stafford up there at South Effingham and Brennan. And uh, there's some other guys on the team you know very well. We got Gus Beisel over at Savannah Arts Academy. So a lot of young, uh, good golf talent here, right? Yeah, there is a lot of good talent. Savannah's always been a hotbed for golf. You know, of course, Armstrong. Uh, Armstrong Atlantic State is, is, has a heck of a golf program under Mike Butler out there. They've done a lot to cultivate golf. The Savannah Junior Golf Association does a lot with, you know, Danny Nelson was in charge of that for a long time. Does a lot to cultivate the local golf players. And South Effingham has a, has a pretty, pretty deep squad this year with Harrison Stafford and, uh, uh, little Brennan is playing for them as well. And they, they've got a pretty good team. They, could, they, they came in fourth in the state last year. And this could be this could be the year that they you know they they maybe win a state championship. So that should be exciting. But we've also got a lot of a lot of cool events going on right now in the area. Call, and I'll share a couple of them with you. You know, one thing Crosswinds is doing uh, a par three shootout starting next Wednesday all the way through June 25th. So each Wednesday from April until June, they're going to do par three shootouts that start at six o'clock every evening. It's a nine-hole deal, and there's all kinds of prizes, you know, uh, that you can win. Do that. that. That executive course out there is a lot of fun to play, and I think people will really enjoy that if they go check it out. Um, you know, something else I'd like to mention to you, Carl, the Savannah Quarters is hosting a, a national-level junior golf tournament next week, next weekend. The American Junior Golf Association will play the, uh, the preseason junior at Savannah Quarters, and it'll, that'll be a field of 84 players from all over the country, top-ranked players from all over the country, come here and take on a tough test at Savannah Quarters. That's that. If you want to see some some of the next truly rising stars in the country in terms of college golf and, and who's really going to be on the radar, you know, in the not too distant future, these are the guys. These are these are the best players in the country. Something else I want to mention to you, Carl, on. Uh, on April 26th, Bacon Park is going to host the first tee of Savannah. They're doing uh, they're doing sort of a, a family fun day out there, and it'll go from one to five p.m. and they'll do all they'll do you know golf activities, long drive, and a bunker challenge, and some putting contests and stuff, and introduce people to all the wonderful things that that uh, the first tee of Savannah does for for. Uh, for uh, economically challenged youth in our area, it's a really amazing program. If you don't know anything about First Tee, if you're a golfer, learn more about the First Tee program. It is the it is one of the keys to ongoing success of the game of golf in our country. And finally, of course, my tournament, 
to support the Alzheimer's Association. And, Carl, thank you so much for being at Coach's Corner with us on Thursday for, for our tip-off event for the, for the Gator Golf Classic, supporting Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia. Um, that's coming up on April 28th. Anybody who wants to play in that tournament, anyone whose life has been touched by Alzheimer's, please call me, 596-6016, and and get more information. April 28th at the club at Savannah Harbor. Uh, It's going to be a great tournament. We're going to have terrific prizes, including a flat-screen TV, vacation uh, vacation packages. I mean, it's going to be jam-packed with awesome things that you can win. There's going to be a silent auction. And, of course, Gator Rivers himself will be there with other Globetrotters. We've got a We've got a wealth of Globetrotters who hail from Savannah. I think there's seven. There's a lot of them. The Alzheimer's Association, uh, Coastal Georgia chapter. Well, Stephen, I'm up against the clock here. Always great. A lot of information. Once again, April 28th, big golf tournament, the uh, Gator River Classic. Get out Gator there. Go- the Gator Golf Classic, April 28th. Anybody who wants to play, please call me, 596-6016. We, uh, we of course, will appreciate your support. Great job, Stephen. Always a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Carl. You too. Once again, Stephen Weeks, the, uh, known as Stephen Elmo Weeks, the columnist for the Savannah Morning News, writes a great golf column every other week. Uh, if you want to know anything about golf, just give him a call. And like I said, you want to get in that golf classic with the Gator Rivers, uh, just give him a call at 596-6016. Help support this great course. Next up, we'll go to a little uh, pre-recorded segment with the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, Tyjon Williams, right here on ESPN Radio. AM 1400, 104.3 FM. We'll be right back. And remember, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> And I'm called Demasi, and remember, this is all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And this is uh, probably one of my favorite parts of the show, the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. And like I said earlier in the last segment, that this young athlete had to go up to South Carolina for a recruiting trip, uh, track recruiting trip. And this today they're supposed to be over at the Statesboro uh, track meet. So we had a pre-recorded, and right now, one of the local stars here, as far as track goes, Tyjon Williams. It's the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, sponsored by Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic. Well, to give you the skinny on this uh, athlete, he's a track star up at Effingham County High School. Unbelievable. Uh, last year, he was the Savannah Morning News Track Athlete of the Year. Just phenomenal. I mean, he went to the States in a 6-foot-10-inch high jump, and that's pretty amazing, if you ask me. But, you know, he's been he's outstanding in the long jump. He's outstanding in the triple jump. He's on the 400-meter uh, relay team. He does a lot for his school, and this year is no different. The skinny on this guy, I mean, let, let's talk about it. Last week at the Bradwell Institute Tiger Relays, he won three events. Yes, he finished in first place. He uh, got a medal, gold medal in the triple jump. 45 feet, 11 inches, the high jump, 6 foot 2, and then the long jump, 22 feet, 9 inches. And those aren't even the best of the season for this young man. But, I mean, he's been an exceptional uh, athlete. Four years here at Effingham County High School. So far in the triple jump, he's taken three first-place finishes and high jump. 
Five for five in the long jump, three more in the high jump. Like I said, his best was 6'10". He got to 6'6 so far this year, but he's having a phenomenal season. And that's senior track star, track athlete from Effingham County High School, Tyjon Williams. What's up, Tyjon? Hey, Coach Demasi. Hey, uh, you know, it's great having you on the show today. And, uh, I mean, you have an unbelievable career in track and field, and I know they convinced you to play another sport, which we'll get on later on. But I mean, track and field, nobody thinks it's fun because you got to run, you got to jump. You, I mean, t t tell me when, you when did you start participating in track and field? I participated um, all four years of high school. I started when I was a freshman. I started out sketchy, but I kept working and progressing throughout the season. Hey, look at where I'm at now. So just got to keep working hard, and then hopefully I'll emerge. Keep on going. Now, did you ever do track and field before you got to Effingham County High School? I did once in seventh grade, but I quit throughout the season because I wasn't that good at it. And so, Did it seem fun back then? No, sir, not at all because I used to get picked on because I was slow and I couldn't jump as high as I could now. So so when you finally matured physically, I mean, you finally realized that, you know, this is a support for you. Now, I mean, high jump, triple jump, long jump, relays. I mean, what do you like about the sport? Tell us what's so special about track and field. I love track. Once I looked at a couple of YouTube videos and watched the Olympics and saw some of my favorite athletes compete and emerge at the sport they were doing, I just fell in love with it and started practicing, seeing what event that I would fit in the best, improving from there. And so far, the events I improved in the most was long jump, triple, and high jump. And I've just been practicing, lifting weights, and then just watching and learning more technique about it than just keep improving from there. You are very good at it, and there's more room to uh, to grow because, you know what, it never stops. You graduate high school, you're going to get to the next level. They're going to work you even harder, and they're going to make you improve even more. Now, triple jump, long jump, high jump. Okay, and let's throw in the 4x400 four by four, four by or 100. 4x400 four four and 4x100. Four <laughs> so you're doing six events. Which one do you like the most? Five events. Which one do you like the most? I love all three of my jumping events the most. I can run also, but I just love jumping the most because it's just the thrill you get from how far you see you jumping or how high you saw that you jumped. Everybody else just watching like, whoa, this kid's amazing. <laughs> just the thrill from all of that, it, it pumps you up. Got some ups, eh? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, you know, any sport you have to get better at, whether it's lifting weights, uh, doing your running routine. As far as Tyjon Williams goes, what, what, may, what routine did you have to make you a better track and field star? Like you said, you started freshman year, you toyed around it, but now you're a senior now. You, you had to do something to get to this level. Just improving, like watching, like I said, watching YouTube videos and then just improving on where I left off from the last season. But this year, I played basketball, left off with an LCL injury, so I'm, I'm getting back now, getting back to where I was last year, looking to improve more, but like I said, I'm improving, like, there's always room for improvement, I'm getting back to where I was, so. Like you, like you said, getting back to where you were last year, and last year, I mean, what more do you want? You were the Savannah Morning News Athlete of the Year for the whole area, because the Savannah Morning News covers a lot of different counties. Uh, you, you got pretty, I mean, you went pretty far in state, six foot ten in the high jump. I mean, you set any personal goals for yourself this year? 
Um, yes, I have. Um, in triple jump, I want to be able to get over 46. And long jump, I want to get to a 23. And high jump, I want to get to 7 foot. But that injury has held me back. But I'm getting back to where I was. So hopefully I'll end up setting my goals that I set for myself. Well, if you heard me before, this is called Demasi. I'm here with Tyjon Williams, FEM County Senior Track Star. Last year, Savannah Morning News Track Athlete of the Year. And like you said, he wants to get so far, triple jump, you're only off by an inch, 45-11. Uh, high jump, you six foot six is your best, right? And long jump, I got you for twenty one five. Is that true? Um, that's the last twenty one five was the last recorded meet. But this week, last weekend at Bradwell, I jumped twenty two nine inches. So you're not far off, even though with the injury is uh, kind of hindering you, right? Yes, sir. Now, as far as the team goes, everybody doesn't think track and field is a, you know, a team event. But you know, with a coach like Mike Ward and with the Effingham County Rebels, this has got to be a team altogether. The way you guys are succeeding this year, winning Statesboro, uh, Bullock, uh, Southeast Bullock. But you know, as a team, do you guys have a goal as a team, or is it just individually getting where you got to get? Oh, no. We, we all participate together as a team. Our team goal is to become back-to-back -back region champs. We won the region last year. Our goal is to become it again this year because Effingham County has never won a region championship for track, and we made it happen last year, and our goal is to make it happen again this year. So, And most people, track isn't a team sport, but for me, track is a team sport because it's true that everyone has their individual, individual events, but... As an individual event, you have to score points for your team in order to win a track meet as a, as a whole. So that's the way I look at it. Everybody does their job individually, score your points for your team, and at the end of the meet, when you hear your name getting called first as a team, that just makes everybody on the team feel good about themselves and make us come to practice and work even harder and hope to succeed again the next meet. Well, I mean, it gets everybody pumped up and talking about teammates. Okay, here's your chance to throw out some love to your teammates. Who else on the uh, Effingham County uh, track team is having a good season? Oh, so far, pretty much everybody's having a good season. So far, Daryl David, long jump, he got to 21-3, so he's right behind me. David Wadsworth, he's doing well in the 110 hurdles. He got to 15-65, I believe. Dante Williams, he's, he's doing well. He's coming off a toe injury, so he's getting back to where he was. Rashad Herbert's having a good season. Carlos Gasson, my man Kevin Smith, is doing really well in the 400-meter relay. Kevin ran a 50 Carlos, he, he ran a 49 at the Bradwell Tiger Relay, so they're emerging. All of us have a chance to make it to state. We're doing really good right now. Well, I'm telling you, reading the newspapers, FEM County Herald, Savannah Morning News, you guys are really on top of it. Now, let's go to the other side. You're a student. You're a high school student. You're here at FEM County High School. You participate in any other sports? Yes, sir. I participated in basketball, and I participated in football for my first year. How was it with football? Football is amazing. Um, I started off rusty. The coaches took me to a Georgia camp up there at dog night. I learned. I didn't do too well up there, but I learned a lot of stuff from it. So when I came back from up there, back to Effingham County, I had so much stuff I learned to where I emerged in football also. I made all-region team there too, and I had a couple recruits looking at me for football also. But I don't think I want to do football at the next level. I think I just want to do track. Now, basketball, you guys have a great run, too. I was with the basketball. Basketball, it was good. We were making a great run, but um, in the middle of the season, I let it go because I had an LCL injury, and I wanted to come back from the injury focus on track. focus on track because I didn't want it to hold me back. So, well, I mean, that's your bread and butter right now is the track and field, but, you know, it's good experience. I mean, Effingham County and basketball has been on a good run. Now, do you have time to participate in anything outside of sports, any extra curriculum? activities besides sports? No, sir. Um, well, all my sports, I just 
I was going to decide to do French club, but when I looked at the French club schedule, all the French club meetings ran into my track time practices and everything else, so I decided not to. So, Well, if you heard me before, this is called Demasi. I'm here with Tyjon Williams, FEM County Senior Track Star, last year's Savannah Morning News Track Athlete of the Year. You don't sports. Your, your, your practice is over. You got the weekend to do what you got to do. What do you like doing besides, uh, you know, sports? Anything else? Uh, hanging out with the friends, chilling? Uh, what, what do you like doing? I like hanging out with my friends, taking my mother places, play the game with my dad, like spend time with my brother. Most of all, whenever I have open time, see my girlfriend. So. <laughs> be with the family and be with the girlfriend. Now, as far as um, FEM County High School goes, and I, I know this man's a ball of fire. I mean, I've seen him coach through football. I watched him play high school football. I've watched him play college. Tell us about Coach Ward. What does he bring to this track program? Oh, I love Coach Ward. He's been coaching here for Eight years time. now for track. I love him to death. He does everything to help me track-wise. He helped me everywhere as far as classroom work. He 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 wants me to be a better person in all aspects, and he makes sure he keep me on the right track. I love Coach Ward to death. Good guy, good athlete. He was a great high school athlete too. Track. He even told me he should have been a track star. You believe that? Yes, sir. He won a state championship in the hurdles when he were when he was in school. So yeah, I know he was very very good, exceptional high school athlete. Now, as far as uh, high school sports, what does high school sports meant to you? Being a rebel, four years here, it's coming to the end now. You're a senior. High school sports, what does that mean to you? It means a lot to me because we've been emerging as a school, athletics wise. Like we make make it to Atlanta and stuff for states and everything else. Everybody asks where we're from. They say Effingham County. Everybody's like, where's that at? So, like, we're putting Effingham on the map. So, the four years athletically-wise, when I was here, I loved it. We're, we're making an impression on everybody else's face for knowing where Effingham County is at. So. You're making good strides. Let's throw some track terms out there. Making great strides, great leaps and bounds, okay? But uh, as far as Effingham County High School, throw the sports out. Your experience as being a student here at Effingham County High School. I'm Carl Demasi. I'm talking to Ty John Williams, track star up at Effingham County High School. Unbelievable season this year. Looking to go on to college. What about Effingham County High School? What can you tell us about Effingham County High School outside of athletics? Um, the teachers that I had, they're great. The counselors are great. If, if there's any Thing they, they need to help you. What well, if there's anything that you need help with? They're there to help you. From my experience, every time I needed help with anything, or every time I had a question from my counselors, they were there for me. So I love the school athletically and academically. So all right, now we get into the uh, nitty gritty here. I mean, you you plan on going to college? Uh, who's hot on your trail? I know you want to go to play. You want to play track at the next level. Who's hot on your trail? Uh, Kennesaw State, South Carolina Gamecocks. Georgia, Mississippi State, LSU, and that's that's all I can think about right now. There's a couple more, but when the offers come on and you make a big decision, right? Yes, sir. Now, as far as uh, the future, okay, track's over. You, you've been a track star. Hopefully, you know, you make a big-time Olympics. Uh, I know I'm putting pressure on you now. But as, after you're done with the athletics, what do you want to do in the future? Um, I'm going to major in sports management, so hopefully I can get – I want to be some type of sports agent of some type, you know, and um, if that doesn't work out. But for my goal is to be – be in the Olympics, but I'm going to have to keep working and improving. But if the Olympics don't work out, I want to be a sports agent of some type. Well, Tyjon, it's a pleasure coming back here because, you know, I was here for almost four years and uh, watching you grow and hearing that name and everybody saying who he is. I said, I know who he is. I mean, I haven't seen you run track yet, but i got to get over to one of those track meets to see what you're doing. But uh, this every every week on my show we have an Athlete of the Week, and it's called the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. You are the Athlete of the Week uh, for March 29th. Tyjon Williams, Effingham County High School track and field. Keep it the great work. That's from Doc.
talk to Bart Weatherington. And uh, once again, good luck. And uh, when you sign that scholarship, we can do a little more talking here. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's Tajon Williams, FEM County High School senior, last year's Savannah Morning News Track Athlete of the Year, this week's Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. I mean, just great having these kids on, and that's what it's all about, the excitement in his voice and him doing such great things. And uh, like you said, South Carolina, Georgia, I mean, got to give him a lot of credits. Remember, this cannot happen without the sponsor, Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic. Your back hurts, another body part hurts all the time, makes you mad, the pain drives you crazy, you just want to pick up something and throw it across the room. Well, at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care and pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and, of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic located at the corner of 70th Avenue and Waters Avenue right here in Savannah, Georgia. Next up, we'll get to the man that's a big part of the Georgia Dancing Stars for the Georgia Coastal Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. Larry Gator Rivers, you're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM And I'm sorry that I didn't turn the mic on. I got it back on now. And I do got to apologize. You're listening to the Call of Democracy Sports Report on ESPN Radio to Stephen Weeks, uh, the director that are helping out with the Gator Golf Classic, because I keep on saying it wrong, and the Alzheimer's Association, the Georgia coast, the coastal Georgia chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. I'm just excited, and I go, I go too fast. I got to slow down. But once again, it, it's a great, it's a great cause. So we have the Gator Golf Classic on April 28th to benefit the Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia. And once again, representing them is former Harlem Globe trying to form a beach high, Savannah and himself, Larry Gator Rivers, and he's joining us right now on the ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400 and 104.3 FM hotline. Good morning, Gator. Good morning, sir. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I mean, you, you got yourself running around all this place. It's like you're uh, playing for the Globetrotters again. Hey, man, it, it, it's great to, to be back out there in action. You know, uh, we're doing our thing with the Harlem Globetrotter legends now. And, uh, you know, that's basically who's representing uh, this uh, Alzheimer's uh, event. And uh, I'm really enjoying the, the fun. Well, Gator, you know, you're a big part of Savannah. You grew up and uh, played high school basketball here at AE Beach High School. You won a state championship. And uh, you've been given to everybody across the world with the Globetrotters, now with the Harlem Globetrotters legend. What makes you want to be involved so much? And especially, you know, people always t tugging at your, your jersey. But, I mean, you always find time to give. Uh, that takes a special person. So tell us what drives you about doing these kind of events. 
Well, you know, they, the, the word said that the more you receive, the, the, the more you, you, you can give. And uh, to, to those that receive much, uh, much is expected. And, and you know, I, I just believe that, uh, you know, it's what I'm supposed to do, help people in any way I can. And uh, God has blessed me with, with a calling card, you know, that round ball. And uh, it, it, it really excites kids and, and adults alike. So uh, I'm using that to bring attention, awareness, as well as raise funds for Alzheimer's and, uh, and, and try and help, help people uh, in, 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 in any way I can. Well, you, you, whatever you've taken part in and whatever you've taken, what course you've been part of, you've done a great job. And uh, tell me, how did, how did you get involved in the uh, Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia to benefit the Alzheimer's Association? How did they come up with Gator Rivers? I mean, we knew you were excellent on the basketball court. Do you have some dancing shoes, too? Well, you know, uh, they, didn't, they, they used to call me Twinkle Toes in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, dance with that ball is not... It's not too much different than dancing with a, a lady. So, uh, you know, that's how I, I, I really got into it through my friend Bruce Capers. Uh, his, his, uh, one of his, his relatives, one of his family members, uh, was, was down with the disease. And, uh, Bruce got involved with, uh, the fundraising aspect of it with Lindy. And, uh, he, he, he called me up and, and, and gave me an opportunity to help. And, uh, you know, I have, uh, another friend, Bobby, Bobby Baker, whose, uh, mother went down with the same type of ailment. And, uh, you know, my, my, uh, efforts is based on my relationship with those people and, and others who have suffered from this dreaded disease. Well, you know, we had the tip-off, the slamming tip-off party the other night at Coach's Corner and a great crowd. And uh, did it meet your expectations? Were you excited about being part of that? I mean, I just love watching those little kids uh, smiling when you, had, when you were helping them put that ball on the finger and uh, letting them spin it. Did it meet your expectations? It, you know, that that's the, the fun in what I do. Uh, I am blessed to, to put smiles on, on kids' faces, and, and that I enjoy doing. And uh, it, it was really a fun time uh, the other day at, at Coach's Corner. Oh, John, he was very a very gracious host to have us out there, and I think we did a lot of good. And, and I want to take this opportunity to thank all the all those who came out for that event because uh, they made it very special. Well, next up for you is the Gator Golf Classic, which will be on April 28th at the club at Savannah Harbor on Hutchinson Island. I mean, if you want to play, it's $110 per individual. You get $400 per team. I mean, you could sponsor a hole. And uh, are you going to get on there the links and show us your uh, golf skills, too? I'm definitely going to play. Uh, you know, I'm, I got a running challenge going with my pastor, Ricardo Manuel from uh, Second Ebenezer. Uh, he plans to put a team in there, uh, and, and you know I have a running, a running rival going with him, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, getting back in the mix with him uh, in this golf tournament. Well, you know, you, you played some hoops, you, you got your dancing shoes on, and now you're going to, uh, you know, hit hit the ball, try and hit the ball straight down the uh, fairway there. Now the uh, the Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia event is May 10th, 2014. Did I have a partner for you? I mean, do you have a, an experienced dancer to help lead you through that uh, little dancing routine? Yes, Jaylen is my partner. She won it last year with uh, Buddy, Buddy Cleburne, and uh, she's my partner this year. I've been practicing hard, working out, uh, uh, really doing my push-ups and sit-ups, getting my abs ready for this event. 
I'm looking forward to it. Very forward to it. Well, Gator, it's it's always a pleasure. You're giving back to uh, a community that you love, and you're giving back to a great cause, the Alzheimer's Association. That's Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia, May 10th. Uh, and once again, we have the Gator Golf Classic, April 28th at the uh, club at Savannah Harbor. Keep up the great work, and it's always a pleasure seeing you. And you know what? Even though I'm a little younger than you, you always keep on putting smiles on my face and everybody else. Keep up the great work, sir. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, uh, you know what they say, from 8 to 80, the Harlem Globetrotters will excite you regardless of your age. And uh, like I said, I am really blessed to uh, to have this this opportunity to work with Alzheimer's, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all my friends come out. Get a table, come on out, and watch me do my thing. Once again, Gator, I, I thank you for taking the time. I'm sorry I didn't turn that mic on first, but, uh, you know, it's live radio. I'm having a lot of fun, and just sometimes I forget what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, uh, come on out and uh, get your table. Come on out and let me let me entertain you, and thank you for uh, for contributing to this event. Anytime, Gator. Keep up the great work. Pleasure meeting you, and I look forward to seeing you dancing on that floor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessings. Once again, that's the legendary Larry Gator Rivers from the Harlem Globetrotters. He also has now the Harlem Globetrotters legend. He'll be dancing for the Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia, uh, Alzheimer's Association. Every money raised is a vote for him. Whoever gets the most money gets the most vote is the winner. He'll go out there and show us his dancing talents on May 10th. Don't forget that Stephen Elmo Weeks, the columnist, has the Gator Golf Classic, which is benefiting Gator Rivers and the Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia. It's April 28th at the club at Savannah Harbor. Once again, it's $110 per individual, 400 per team. We can have, he needs whole sponsors. All proceeds go towards Gator Gators, Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia fundraising campaign to support the Coastal Georgia chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. You can call Stephen at 912-596-6016. And without my sponsors, this wouldn't happen. Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, you're a coach, you're a parent, you're an old organization, you need uniforms, cleats, sports, you need uh, weight training equipment, you need running gear. You need trophies to give to your employees, to give to your team. Well, you can find all your sporting goods and trophy needs at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, located at 5 Oglethorpe Mall Annex, right behind the Oglethorpe Mall, right here in Savannah, Georgia. Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies is a Savannah family-owned business. It's been in business for over 45 years. So stop by and get some great help from Russell, Rusty, Mike, and Jen at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, and they will help you with all your sporting goods and trophy needs. Next up, we'll have a short segment. Got to get off here. Remember, you're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs> 
And I'm Paul Demasi, and you're listening to the Call Demasi Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Just a great show today, and, uh, you know, the second hour, I mean, great interview with Stephen Weeks, uh, great interview with Tyjon Williams, and always, always great to talk to Larry Gator Rivers. Once again, I do apologize to the Alzheimer's Association. It's the Gator Golf Classic benefiting the Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia. Uh, that'll be April 28th. And once again, uh, Gator Rivers, I'm sorry I didn't turn the mic on right away, but just a great guy, great interview. And uh, whatever I can do to help the Alzheimer's Association, because, you know, maybe I'm getting to that stage too. I hope not. But my mom has it, 83 years old, Maria Damasi up there in Virginia. She uh, doesn't recognize me or doesn't remember me until I walk in a room and she sees my face and she thinks I'm my father. So uh, it's it's a great cause. And I do apologize, Stephen Weeks' grandmother. He's uh, taking this uh, bull by the horns and getting uh, help for uh, Gator Rivers. It's just a great cause, and I do apologize for messing up that name all morning long. And uh, once again, I get excited. I mean, that's that's part of the show. I love talking about local sports. And uh, once again, uh, I turned the microphone down because during the Ty John Williams segment when I recorded the uh, Athlete of the Week, I had to turn the microphone down so you wouldn't hear me in the background. And once again, when I got to Gators Rivers, Gator Rivers, I forgot to turn the mic on. So that's why... Uh, it took a little time there, and uh, it's just so much fun being here talking about local sports. And anything you got to say, just email me at kdemasi at espncoastal.com, or you can email me at kdemasi at hotmail.com, Facebook me, give me a message. And that's that's what the whole, I guess, the whole show is about. It's local sports, what we can give back to the community. We can talk about national sports. We can talk about the Braves who start up uh, – on Monday, we could talk about the NCAA tournament the whole two hours, but th- that's not what I want to do. I want to talk about local sports and get more information out there to the local people here in Savannah, Georgia, and even Hilton Head, even up there in, in Effingham. Uh, and that's my goal, and hopefully uh, I do a good job, and you keep on listening, and whether you're listening for five minutes or 15 minutes, and that's what it's all about. i got to send a big uh, thank you down to the man down there in the Golden Isle in the ESPN Coastal Studio, and that's PJ Zuko, always doing a great job. Uh, enthusiastic loves sports, loves talking local sports. Uh, he knows more about the Golden Isle sports than I do, but it's a lot of fun, and he does a great job every week, every week. And uh, without him, this couldn't be possible because he's down in the studio running the lines, and I'm up here in Savannah, Georgia. So once again, it's been a quick two hours. Whatever you may be doing, always, always hit it out of the park. Enjoy what you're doing. It's a beautiful day. The rain's supposed to come in about 4 o'clock. Get out there and get over to the Savannah Sanets Fan Fest, kicking off the baseball season. They open up on Thursday. And, you know, honor. I am privileged and honored to do this every week. You're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Board, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG. And it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Once again, till next week, always have a great... I'll see you next weekend. This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs>